0: Hello. Hello. We're sat in with our co pilot, Sleaf. Anyway. <laughs> it's raining outside across Australia.
1: It's raining. <laughs> it's rained all day.
0: Yeah, and yesterday.
1: Loads.
0: And a bit the day before and tomorrow. So, no snow, but you know, 27th of December, there's still a chance. So, a few days ago, <coughs> we went and rode at Limestone Hill. Again. Limestone Hill is the Canadian Cement Factory not country (laughs) uh, which was abandoned in 1969 1970 and is now under some forestry division of Ontario and they I don't know if they did stuff with it in the past but they've not done much with it recently and there's been some trail building in the past but sadly it's fallen into a little bit of disrepair but Nature we, has taken n- over. It has. Like you have these concrete structures and you can see where trees and bushes and things have just grown through the concrete and, you know, left to its own devices. That's what <laughs> happens. We could be wiped off the face of the earth by I nature know, within a hundred years, which is Makes me feel good, actually. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, we think we're oh so powerful, but I would say nature would be the winner of that I, battle. In,
0: indeed. Um,
1: that being it said, it
0: takes a while.
1: We can also be pretty destructive.
0: <laughs> we are.
1: But I think in a battle, who would win nature versus man? My money's on Mother Nature. I
0: think so. I mean, she'd just wipe us out with a typhoon or something. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so they quarried limestone and there as well. So there's a number of, like, lakes or ponds or... What do you call a small lake? Pond? They're a bit bigger than a pond, but they're not really a lake when you have Lake Erie and Lake Ontario.
1: Small lake, then?
0: Yeah, they're a a (laughs) lagoon. sounds more glamorous they, than it is
1: no actually a lagoon's kind of gross and creepy at least in my mind and that's a little bit how it is
0: so they have these number of lakes there which is where they extracted rock and some of them are full of old machinery and you can stand on the edge for a minute and look in you can see kind of axles and tires and wheels and but Reeds are growing and birds are there. and it's a bit of a graveyard. Blue jays are hanging out and cardinals. And so it it's actually quite a good spot for, for nature, which I guess that's one of the reasons we were there, because we were looking for mushrooms. We didn't find any, but Jessica did find a few other things which we can talk about. I love minute.
1: this place. I just think it has such a cool factor of, and maybe it is the transformation of, like, Seeing its abandonedness and how Mother Nature is taking it back, as you would say,
0: it's definitely a bit ghetto.
1: <laughs> is very ghetto, and it just makes me wonder what went on there in the past.
0: Well, I guess cement, or and or still does <laughs>
1: actually.
0: Yeah, the um, there's a railway line down one side. There's some new house building down the other, and then there's there's. Port Colburn I guess on the other part and then there's like Retirement City on on the other kind of square if you divide it up into, into a square and I bumped into a few people walking their dogs, they were fine uh, we both rode around there, didn't see anybody
1: You know what I think that it reminds me of? I think that it would be a great place to go and have a fire, at a campfire at night And tell ghost stories I think you could get properly freaked out
0: I think you could There's definitely enough creepy buildings and girders and things
1: It's a bit ghost-like
0: Yeah, I would agree
1: It's the ghost woods (laughs) The the ghost quarry
0: Yeah, yeah that uh, When I was riding up there on my own the other day I was riding past the propane tankers And they were ticking And I was thinking Is that like tick tick boom? (laughs) (laughs) Is that a hype song? Uh, yeah maybe but um, yeah I we rode up there together and we didn't really see anybody um, apart from a couple of people walking a dog and some guy having a rest and then we bumped into some kids on the way out that were going in on was that what day was that Christmas day wasn't it I believe so so they were going in on Christmas day afternoon to just ride their bikes around um, and then I bumped into them again the day after because I went up the day after in the rain and they were chatting to me a bit and they were saying that they ride this time of year because in the summer there's lots of parties and I guess there's people camping in tents and you know none of that bothers me to be honest I think everybody should be able to use a space but the the lads were saying that they feel quite intimidated and get chased off and shouted at and you know all they want to do is use the dirt jumps that are there it just seems a little bit unfair to me and unnecessary um you know at the end of the day everybody complains that kids haven't got anything to do and they sit on sofas and play computer games and all the other things and actually there's a real spot and three teenagers that want to go and do stuff and then they're too scared to do it, it just seems a bit nuts to my brain
1: well, it does, and it, particularly when you run into other people who are, you know, clearly very d- discouraging, or and or adults, this is, yeah. discour- like going out of their way to discourage you from riding there. Um, and I think you were even saying about, you know, some bridges being taken down. Um,
0: yeah, I, I rode on one of the number of, old trails that are in there and the trails are on trail forks and um, one of the trails kind of goes through the woods which we did and we turned left but if you kind of go straight on it skirts some gardens of some new houses and I kind of came to the end and thought I'll turn around and go back and some guy started running across his lawn shouting at me for trespassing and saying he was going to call the police and I pointed out the error of his ways and what's happening is is that a lot of the people that have houses there are trying to kind of claim the land up to the lake and then they don't want people walking around there or riding around there so then they've basically taken out all the boardwalks and kind of destroyed them so you'd have to get wet feet basically um or they're just too sketchy to ride because they've sort of set fire to bits of them and it's just such a shame that someone put a lot of effort into building some pretty cool trails and now, you know, they've all been kind of wrecked. Even that flooded area we walked, you know, we where you walked. It's like somebody's even taken all those out so you can't Yeah,
1: there was more bridges last time.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's a bit nuts really. I don't I don't I mean I do understand but it's the uh it's the small minded, short sighted like not in my backyard approach and then when those same kids start breaking into your garage and throwing bricks through your window start complaining saying well why haven't they got anything else to do and it's like because you took all their trails away and that's why
1: and that's the the long-winded point that we're trying to get at right <laughs> there uh is is just that
0: yeah um and i'm not one to just complain about it and do nothing about it so i have contacted a few of the kind of local organizations to see if anybody's up for doing a bit of trail building and seeing if we can maybe reclaim it but jessica and i have got another project starting in april and if we get some willing trail builders from that i might bring them in and um, we might you know reinstate some of these trails even if it takes 10 goes and they keep getting destroyed i'll keep rebuilding them
1: well, or who even knows what the next conversation with those three young lads will be. This is true.
0: You know? And also this place, as Jessica was saying about it, being a bit kind of of a weird... Weird is not...
1: Haunted, haunted. that's the word.
0: One of the areas I found when I was exploring a bit was um, it's some old workshops or something, but there's basically a like one foot and two foot step down. So next time we go, that's definitely something that will line needs a bit of opening up i think Um, there's
1: lots of just cool old junk around that could be turned into some sweet little features
0: yeah and lots of stone like so much i found one little area where there's all these boulders in the like just in the trees and boulders that would take two people to lift and some boulders that would take machinery to move like you could build step downs and step ups and all the stuff that you know mountain bikers really want it would and even though there's not a lot of elevation in there it would be a great place to practice you know like, definitely and nobody bothers you like i don't think anybody cares what you're doing there um until they build houses on it but you know they've not started that yet so
1: just a great little sweet inner city bush pocket yeah. of rocks and woods yeah and, and a, a lagoon
0: yeah and a good place to learn skills it's like it's got enough sketchiness that it' a good place if you're a bit new, or you know, ride around there twice a week for a couple of months, and suddenly you, when you turn up at the local woods and you've got roots and drop offs, you'll be like, "Oh, this is fine," you know.
1: Definitely, I I would not disagree with that.
0: Yeah. So, and then you had a little bit of success in your uh, well, riding. You did fine. I mean, you know, we're still. Working our way through your uh, rehabilitation, and by now we thought we'd be on fat bikes, but we're not. We're still riding normal mountain bikes, which is kind of excellent. But you had a good.
1: I did have a great ride on Christmas Day. You did. We even caught some caught some sunshine, That's didn't true.
0: we? Yeah, yeah, we did. Actually, it was like twelve degrees. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, summer. Um. Yeah, I had a little bit of success on the wild edible front, though. Um, There was a number of berries that I was not successful at identifying, but there was, you know, more research to be done. I'm not giving up just yet. Uh, However, one success was that I have finally found some barberries. Or Burberrys? I'm not sure the correct pronunciation.
0: No, I'm not sure either. I mean, Burberry's that fancy, checkered clothing brand, isn't it? But you're I asking the wrong lady. <laughs> I wondered if Burberry was named after the Burberry berry. I don't know. because <laughs> no help whatsoever.
1: Well, I know it from, or recognise it from, um, Middle Eastern cuisine and cookbooks that right. I flipped through. And I think way back when I had even purchased some dried ones, like probably 15 years ago. Uh, So here I am, that many years later, stumbling across them and successfully identifying them. So these, this type of burberry or barberry uh, are the Japanese variety. And how do I know that is because they are a smaller deciduous shrub, probably only about about two to three feet tall. Right. And the Japanese barberry also does not grow in a cluster. It grows singly. So this is an edible red berry and it's oblong shaped and it's bright red and the leaves are kind of I would say roughly oval and the edges have a quite a fa- a quite fine serrated edge. You definitely would want to be careful when picking or harvesting these little beauties. They have at the sort of the base of the leaves, they have this three-pronged thorn, thorny right. spike. And you can definitely Harm yourself on that. Luckily, the, the berries are dangling below, but definitely look out for your clothing. Yeah. And don't wipe out in a bush. Don't <laughs> get right in there. Um, so in the springtime, you can see very, very cute little pale yellow flowers. And I believe the berries come and are green throughout the summer and then come autumn the fruit starts to change red. And what's awesome about these is, you know, we are now almost approaching January. These little beauties hang on through most of the winter, so can be harvested, you know, January, December, February.
0: And I guess depending on how hard the winter is, depends on whether the birds go for them and then
1: Well the birds on will definitely go for them.
0: Is they're around.
1: And it's an invasive plant, so you can pick as many as you like.
0: And I I just wanted to say, you've also been working on trying to identify, is it laburnum?
1: Oh, the viburnum.
0: Sorry, not laburnum, viburnum. Correct. And I'm only bringing that up because I know you've spent, you know, there's lots of different types and species and one or two are edible, but a lot are not, is that right?
1: I don't know just yet i haven't retained all the information seems like
0: a lot of information because we've had a few
1: information about all of these (laughs) wild things
0: we've had a few guys at trying to um, identify these which ones are edible and which ones aren't
1: there's one that i keep seeing quite quite a lot quite an abundance of around here and again great for a winter forage And I just, I'm not certain what it is just yet, so stay tuned. Yeah,
0: we'll we'll come back on that. I just wanted to kind of acknowledge the amount of work that goes into some of this.
1: Yep. Quite a bit of reading, but even for a gal who never has enjoyed (laughs) reading, I've always found it to be a task. If it's something you're interested in, then it ain't so bad.
0: And then we also found a good number of rosehip we bushes. did
1: we did quite a few easy to pick bushes uh they're pretty common but sometimes you don't see them at all and then sometimes they're they're plentiful
0: there was a i don't know if it was made on one of our podcasts but there was another forager uh, that <laughs> jessica read some information from who said oh you simply squeeze the rosehip and <laughs> swallow the juices or whatever and when we picked the first lot they were rock hard and you couldn't really squeeze them without like dislocating your thumb or something <laughs> but when we picked them the other day it was like oh now i get what he's talking about it's a bit like a smoothie hanging on the tree
1: yeah but then i also did learn that the little hairs in there you really do not want to consume so i don't know what that person was talking about no
0: and the little hairs when i was a kid we'd uh we'd wait for them so when they dry when they sun dry so they go beyond the state they're in now we used to um break them up into like a handful of them and put them down each other's shirts on our way to school (laughs) because it was like itching powder
1: exactly
0: like kids
1: (laughs) (laughs) well you just shared that one with everyone
0: so but you got to get it right otherwise you just have a red squidgy mess so
1: yeah and they do make a bit of a red squidgy mess but one I'll share one of the ways that I have been very simply enjoying them is that uh, I did post a recipe. I did make a proper syrup out of them that I was adding to my my soda, my sodi pop. Yeah, that
0: was pretty good actually. I do
1: like the bubbly water, and I'm always adding a little Something.
0: this or that <laughs> to
1: make it a bit more interesting. But I don't particularly like sweet things or juice so um, I do like to take a dose of apple cider vinegar on the daily and this was so lovely infused into my raw cider vinegar I just put a few slits or punctured some holes in a few of the rose hips and put them in a small jar and covered them with cider vinegar and Gave it a little shake, and even after, I would say two days, you could taste a, a subtle, pleasant flavor. So it just spruced things up for me a little so bit, and I, you know, it's a very good dose of vitamin C. So this time have, of year,
0: you're gonna have another go at doing those. So.
1: I think so. We collected a nice little bag.
0: Yeah, we did. And then we, and you could do this if you rode at Limestone Hill. We then cruised down. A very short distance, like 10 minutes, maybe, not even. Um, in fact, it was something like 6 minutes, actually. But down to Lake Erie, we parked at one of the parking spots there. Near and, another quarry. Yeah, we... Um, the
1: Gord-Harry Trail.
0: 12 degrees or and sunny. Harry Yeah, Harry Gord. I'll
1: never get that right.
0: 12 degrees and sunny, and it was like a... It was definitely like a day in April, wasn't it? Like, it was almost... You didn't need a coat i mean it was you know
1: on christmas day yeah we were at the beach watching (laughs) the sunset and yeah hardly even wearing a coat
0: yeah it uh it was interesting but we if you ride at um limestone hill and you want somewhere to go and eat your sandwiches or something um cruise down to lake erie and we like, we parked and went for a stroll, but we also found some anoki mushrooms.
1: We did, the velvet foots.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, velvet foots. I need to get the naming right now we've progressed that's all right. with that's, our knowledge.
1: That's correct, though. They are, I think, anyways, in in my books, anyways, I, I will call that correct, as they are part of the family of the, it's the cultivated variety, even though they look nothing like.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: to my knowledge. Again, oh, take every don't believe every word that I say.
0: But we found another little mushroom spot we think, um, along the side of Lake Erie there, so we'll be keeping an eye out to see what we see there. The only thing I would say is if you think you're gonna go there and get the mother load, you might get the mother load, but they're probably gonna be covered in gritty sand, so
1: Oh um. yes. I spent a lot of time <laughs> cleaning those velvet foots. And they're sticky on top of that, and woo-wee. Yeah. I really tried, and it was still a bit gritty, but that was, in fact, that was our dinner tonight, and I was quite pleased with what I came up with, which... I, I am hard to please in the kitchen. It was an say. excellent
0: taste, I would say. I think we did exceptionally well.
1: And that recipe will be coming soon. The only thing is to a you website better you. get
0: on that website and look at those recipes because, you know, dinner gets cold when these pictures are being taken. And, you know, <laughs> we need some payback for this. <laughs> so this was just a quick, uh, this was just a short one, really, just to revisit Limestone Hill because we... Covered it before, but we were back again. We're going to be back there quite a bit. We might give you the odd update on what's happening if we do actually get any progress with the trail building there.
1: I just love it there. I find it a really interesting, just cool place.
0: Yeah, I would agree. It's
1: um, not our average bush ride.
0: No, but it does show what you could do with somewhere, you know, bit in, bit of industry that's moved out and then you know give it over to the trail riders and even side by sides of motorcycles. Like if it's built properly and shared properly, it's all fine, yeah? You know? Yep. So get over it and just make it so that all the kids can go and hang out.
1: Sharing is caring.
0: <laughs> so on that note
1: Get lost.